so welcome to the to week number 11 of the Screen 101 podcast uh, with me, Nick Von Dukis, and John Hannaway. Say hello, John, to hello. the audience. Um, this week is a very special week. Um, it's even specialer than last week. It is indeed, I yeah. think, um, if, if, if we can top last week. Um, I think we can. Yeah, I think, I think we can top, this, uh, top last week because we're joined by... Uh, the Film Chums podcast this week. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, say hello, guys. Say hello, guys. Yeah. Hi, Richard. hello. Josh. Josh. Drunken louts. Hello. <laughs> Hi, I'm Robin. This is going to be this is going to be a crazy one. This is going to be a crazy one. Yeah, it's going to be tell. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is Josh. Josh, say hello. Hello, I'm uh, Josh. Rob, and also Robin. Hello. Hey guys, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy to be on your you show. <laughs> I'll just explain the format of the show for the listeners. Basically, we've got five questions. Um, there's going to be two in our section of the show, and there's going to be three more in the Film Chums podcast section. So we're both going to have two separate shows this week. But <gasps> in but basically, we're going to be fighting over various questions. Um, the first one's going to be face-off. Mm-hmm. versus Con Air, and we'll be arguing for Face Off. And the second question is, which animation, non-stop motion, can be best improved by Leica in honour of Kubo and the Two Strings, the two which strings, is coming out yeah. this Friday? Which looks awesome. So we've gone for Frozen for that, well, and the Film Chums podcast has chosen Ants. Ants. Ants, Ants. So we're very much looking forward to it. Before we start, I ask you this every week, John. You do, indeed. How are yeah. you? Um, well, I'm okay now that everything is going really well. Um, but yeah, I'm good. Um, did you have anything for breakfast, we, we, John? Yeah, I've, I've had breakfast, which is great. So uh, yeah. Really what did you have for breakfast? Oh, just an energy bar. See, I'm, right. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. I'm already worried. John's pumped up on an energy bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Exactly. I can't hear or see Robin. Robin, this is going to work perfectly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How do you Sorry. hear us down there? <laughs> can you hear us there in podcast land? Yes, we can. We can. We can hear you. Excellent. <laughs> Everybody can hear each other, which is wonderful. Yes. Well, let's get started. Yes. I am your, I am your judge. Hearing each host. other is so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deaf. Uh, right. <laughs> um, um, I'll, I'll, I'll start off then. Uh, go on. Cotton Air versus Face Off. Go. John will be leading that. Okay, cool. And he can tag in me at any point, is that right? Yeah, if if you feel like you're struggling or the other guy wants to bring in a new point, then, yeah, tag in kind of thing. So if you guys want to lead off on your opening argument for face-off and then we'll respond with Conair. I say we, Rob will get on that. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, John. Cool. Um, Well, what can you say about face-off? I mean, for one, um, it's the only successful John Woo Hollywood movie. Um, I've been a huge fan of uh, John Woo for a very long time. I, you know, I loved all his early stuff uh, before he went to Hollywood. But it's it's an insane film. I mean, um, for me, like having a having a shootout in the middle of the film um, played out to uh, once uh, Wish Upon a Star is just you, there's nothing else. You won't see anything else like that in a Hollywood movie. I mean, um, it. It's basically it's got all of John Woo's themes from his early stuff uh, in there. It's you know it shouldn't work, but it does. I mean, you've got John Travolta and um, you know Nicolas Cage just trying to outdo each other. In um, I think uh, Nicolas Cage works 
a lot better as a bad guy. I mean, um, in Con Air, Con Air, I mean, he, you know, he's he's fun as Poe, but I, he's just not as much fun as he is uh, playing like this really evil character. Um, and for me, there's there's nothing else that tops those two together on screen. It's just fantastic. So, um, but that's my that's my opening argument. I have many more points to make, but um, I'm willing to to hear your argument. Cool. Very cool, good. Cool. Right, this is going to be a good opening. <laughs> what happens when you take Nicolas Cage, John Malkovich, Steve Buscemi, Ving Rhames, John Cusack, Cole Meany, Danny Trejo and Dave Chappelle and a huge amount of awesome action, then let Jerry Bruckheimer do his thing with it? You probably end up with the best action film of the late 90s. That Need I say any more? Literally... 97, yes. Um, well, then again, well, it is what it is, but, you know, it's not, it's not, um, it's not John Woo doing a Hollywood movie. It's not, it doesn't have anything <laughs> like, uh, where else would you see in Hollywood this, this shootout, um, played to like, you know, an innocent, like, nursery rhyme, you know, but for me, it's just, uh, John Woo working in Hollywood, it just trouts anything that Con Air did. I mean... I mean, Simon West didn't really go on to do much else that was as much fun as Con Air. So I think Face Off for me is just, it's, the concept's insane, uh, for one. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that Con Air stands a chance, really. <laughs> right, that's, that my, one of my main problems with, with Face Off is that John Woo's style is so oppressive and it's so on the nose. That's my huge problem with this film. Another problem I have with it is that some of, like, Whereas uh, Nicolas Cage's line delivery in Con Air is kind of hilarious, put the bunny back in the box being the most appropriate, hilarious one. Right, in this particular performance, is incredibly off-pitting and really, really stupid. Even more off-putting is John Travolta's attempt to impersonate him. You have that incredibly creepy moment later on in the film. Sorry, the spoiler is slightly. Where he's trying to creep upon <laughs> his... Spoiler alert. Yeah, trying to creep <laughs> on John Travolta's daughter. That is incredibly creepy. That's not meant to be... Uh, admittedly, that might be in character. However, it's kind of off-putting to the first-time viewer. I just wanted to say that, Rob. I've got has, notes. He has a whole page of notes here. Yeah, I know. I notes. <laughs> <I've noted>. Wow. <laughs> Rob is always very well prepared for this kind of thing. Yes. I. <laughs> Josh knows, because even though he beat me in the last debate... Um, I did. I won last time. Fluke. Fluke, I say. <laughs> uh, right. My God, this fame, film has not aged well. It's second only in corniness to uh, the dove fetish John Woo. It, the dom, dove fetish enthusiast John Woo's entry into the Mission Impossible franchise of Mission Impossible 2 in terms of corniness. It's, like, there's only so many times that you can see Cage and Travolta leap in slow motion before it becomes kind of really dull and mundane. My other problem is that John Travolta is incredibly dull. He plays the same, like, dull, obsessed cop that everybody in the 90s was playing. Like, every good guy in the 90s was playing. He's an incredibly dull and distant character. And my final point on it would be, Face Off spends all of the time concentrating upon two horribly hammy performances. Whereas in Con Air, it manages to concentrate on multiple lead roles... And give them all equal an equal footing in that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
I, in terms of like fun though, um, I guess it, it, it's for me, seeing them trying to act like each other is a lot of fun. And I think that's that's what carries it through for me. But I mean, I've made, you know, I'm a huge John Woo fan, like I say. So, um, I mean, I think I think it's as much fun as Con Air, but um, it's just it's that scene in the middle. I want to keep using it as an example. I know, but it's just <laughs> well, where it's just I, I remember seeing it when I was a teenager um, and going in just thinking this is going to be you know a conventional action movie. You know, it's, there's no way he's going to be able to get away. Some of the things that he gets away with in Hard Boiled, and then when that scene takes place, it's just you know everybody you know you can imagine everybody in the cinema just looking, going what the hell is going on, um, and Conair it just it's great but it falls flat a lot. Um, I mean, you know there's lines that fall flat you know constantly you know the structures all over the place. It's that terrible like um, Bruckheimer like editing which is just there's no coherence to it at all I mean I think there's there's actually there's there's actually great performances like Joan Ellen in, in Face Off is actually playing like you know uh, a believable role and I think you know it just it just works perfectly you know I mean you can take it as a crazy action film but also you can read John Woo's themes into it like uh, fractured masculinity is is in it you know there's uh, identity crisis is all through it it's just insane like where else can you get a, a, a mixture of so many themes um and really good action you know i mean the speedboat chase is still is still you know flawless i mean that's you know it's, it's unbelievable stunt work you know i mean i mean yes it's overblown in parts and you know yes i mean i think it works as in that sense that i mean it, for the opening scene, you've got a helicopter just drifting into shot like it's like it's Wednesday afternoon. You know, it's just, it's and it's it still it still looks great as well. The stunt work still stands up, but um, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, in terms right, of guys, um, does that, think, does anyone that's... else want to chip in with that? Actually, does anyone th- like Josh? No, do you want to take it? I've enough. I've heard enough, guys. <laughs> I've heard enough. Okay, yeah. so... I've heard enough as well. I think you've said everything that we talked about. Face Off is a good John Woo film. It's got Nicolas Cage having a lot of fun, which is always a good thing, because he's absolutely mental and crazy. And it's got some very interesting themes. It's quite, it's quite an interesting story. You know, you'll change faces and you'll have a lot of fun. And then Connor with uh, Rob's... F- notes. Lots of notes on that argument, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> Of all those actors, the best action film of the late 90s. But I think what got me was was uh, definitely you, John, for Face Off, because he's having fun. Isn't that what watching film's all about? Thank you very much. So, first round goes to you guys. You have a car being dragged by a plane it's through a, a watchtower. It's a fun <laughs> film. You have a fire engine driving through Las Vegas into a casino. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> You didn't say that though, Rob. <laughs> I was about to, but he cut me off. Oh. And you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And like acting crazy, like he's so much better as a villain. So much better. He also, he also, um, he also sucks tongues as well, which is yeah, great. sucks tongues. Um, <laughs> what is that? I don't think it's. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that anywhere else. But anyway. <laughs> Well done. Damn and blast. Creepy factor in Con Air is just made up for by Steve Buscemi in that uh, 
Hannibal Lecter dilapidated swimming pool with the is it a swimming pool? I seem to yeah, remember I, it. Just I want to ask something about Conair. What what with the the psycho who's meant to be like the the Steve, Steve Buscemi ca- character, he mm. at the end he he ends up winning, which is yeah, really yeah. weird yeah. to me because yeah. he's like the baddest the the biggest psycho in the whole film and he ends up winning. So it's not really yeah. a feel good film, is it? No, it's more like that a, final scene always ending. creeps me out, yeah. like to yeah. my yeah. core. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so. that, <laughs> that scene is my favourite scene in Cornetto. It's, it's insane. Mm. Like it's, it goes to this really dark place, and you're watching mm. it going. Anyway, I'm not saying too much. Cause I'm gonna... But I, I don't, I don't think that was intentional. Like I honestly don't think they. I think that was just meant to be thrown in as a as a throwaway gag, but it ended yeah, up looking really dark yeah. at the mm. end. But anyway, um, I don't know. Um, anyway, we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Yeah. Right, we're on to the next question, guys. Are you ready? Musical interlude. So, yeah, in honour of Kubo and the uh, many strings, of the 10 million <laughs> the strings, strings. <laughs> um, which animated film, which is non-stop motion, would be best with the Leica style? The, the I think the original way we wrote this question was which would be most improved. Which would be most improved, if if it was remade by Leica. Yeah, he's just doing the um, job for me. There you go. Go ahead. Yeah. Who who started the last question? Was it you guys? Yeah, it was. Um, okay. Yeah, so you guys can. Open okay, so I'll one. I'll open this one. Go on, Josh. My pitch was ants. Like so, I originally considered what does Leica do best. They, they do spindly, intricate little designs uh, with gorgeous backgrounds and gorgeous lush features. So I originally thought Bugs Life. <gasps> now the what? problem is, Bugs Life is actually good. So we Ooh. need a movie that needed improving. Ants. Ants needs improving. Okay, okay. okay. Um, I love Ants. Not only do Laika manage to get beautiful, gorgeous, intricate little animations, which would be perfect for or the hundreds upon thousands of ants, but it would remove that plasticky, artificial look that ants had really... From really early CG animation. Like, it, it didn't quite have that, that tactile sense of animation that you really get from stop motion. Leica would definitely, definitely improve on that. That, that would be my opening, I do. Is I that your opening? That's, that was just my opening. I know I went on for five minutes, but... Yeah. Is a Woody Allen an ant? Yes, yes Woody Allen is an ant. Very concise yeah. opening. Um, my, mine would be, my opening would be, um, because there's a million different reasons uh, why you wouldn't remake Frozen, because I think... <laughs> no, there is, there is. There yeah. is. I mean, it was a massive box office success, for one thing. I yeah. don't think any studio yeah. would want to change anything about it. But my, my argument is that I think that if... Um, I think ants, at the time was a kind of left field film. Bugs Life was the film, they came out in the same year, and I think yeah, Bugs yeah. Life, I think Bugs Life was the, the film that everyone expected to do well. Yeah, and this, this Ants was DreamWorks, um, it was their first feature. And mm. so it was, Ants was the left field choice, and it did have Woody Allen in it, and it was a kind of indie film, and it was kind of, it was kind of a bit left field do, and do not mainstream. Ants. Actually I, Ants, I actually yeah. love Ants, because I think there's a lot of, um, I think there's a lot of, um, Non, I think it, the the theme is like don't follow convention and try and and try and think for yourself, um, yeah, and I think yeah. that if Leica did um, 
um, reanimate ants. I think that they wouldn't bring anything new to it because they're already the left field choice for, I think they're already like the, the, the studio that's now competing with DreamWorks and Pixar. Whereas I think if Frozen was remade by Leica, I think that would be really interesting because I think they would bring their own sort of left field style and animation to something that's huge already. Um, and I think they would really bring, I think those playing characters in Frozen would, would get, would benefit from, <laughs> would benefit from adding a bit of style to them and adding a bit of, and I'm just thinking, we, we spoke about the night before Christmas, me and John, and the snow effects in that. Yeah. The, and I the, think that, the, that that kind of snow would really want, work. Sorry. Tag, do you want to do the whole tag thing? Yeah, you can, you can tag in at this point if you um, want. Yeah, go ahead. Just thinking about the ice palace and, you know, the snow effects and the, her powers with the ice. You can imagine like that in stop animation. I just thought that would yeah, be beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like Frozen is good, but it'd be like Tim Burton almost like making Frozen like in that style. But yeah, I'll take it back in. But that's good. yeah, and also no, I agree. And I think stuff like the wolf chase as well would look really good in stop motion animation because I think um, the intensity of like films like the Box Trolls and stuff are yeah. is enhanced. Rather than, and I think the smoothness of that the, that whole film, um, as opposed. Anyway, we've gone on for way too long in our no, intro. So no, that's right. Let, let it go. Let it go. No, no. I'll let, I'll let you. Let, um, it go, let, it go, let it go, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I brought my phone to your podcast. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> so you, Josh, you can. So, we'll give you a minute to respond to that. Sorry. Um. Oh, there's a lot of me umming. See, I can't. The, the Frozen's animation style is really dependent on getting overly attached to the characters for its, for its target audience. Its target audience. The the focus is on wide Disney eyes, cute Olaf, cute. Uh, what's the reindeer? Is that Sven? Sven. Sven, Sven. Sven and Sven. Sven and Sven. Yeah, all of that. And to turn that into the spindly designs, it's not coherent with the theme, mm. and that that's that's my main problem with Frozen. In, in essence, it's the 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 design element kind of goes against the the version of the story that Frozen's telling. I whereas, hear your point. Whereas with ants, you you would get so much intricacies. So much, so much intricacies. My English is all over the place today. Um, yeah, it 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 feels much more coherent to the theme. Everything is physical and built and structured, much like the world of ants. It's all regimented and designed, and and then the breaking out of that. You can you can do some really clever and interesting. Choices, even in just the design of the idea. So, can I can I put quickly? If pitch? you want to tag in, Rob, yeah, yeah. tag, yeah. You, you say um, you say the the frozen palace and everything would look incredibly beautiful and such like that. However, in France, you have that opening battle. Can you imagine an opening battle designed oh. by Leica? Oh. You have ants versus termites. That entire scene, I don't think we've ever seen a Leica go into full on combat. I think that would be an incredibly beautiful thing on terms of scale and in terms of just the tr they can even choose to show the tragedy of war even like um what was the ant's name i've forgotten his name but in Z. that say again sorry 
the the Woody Allen in Ants. No, no, the the, uh, the you have the decapitated head. Yeah. You oh, uh, Barbados. Imagery with that. No, 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 no. It was uh, wasn't it the guy that was um, Danny Glover. Danny Glover yeah. played him. Yeah, 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 that was yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. character yeah. name was Barbados. Yeah, I know what you mean. That was very. Cool. I watched the movie this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but because just think in terms of scale, and you can have that huge conclusion of the water entering the ant hill. As you, if you've not seen Kubo and the Two Strings, what Laika do with water is incredibly beautiful. And just imagine that with the the most minuscule of things as an ant, and taking droplets of water and taking those those beautiful little uh, uh, characters of characters of uh, of Woody Allen and Sylvester Stallone and Jessica Alba, and adding more personality to that. Just think of that as on a stylistic level. Tag in, Josh. Sure. No, John. Closing comments, guys. Closing comments. Oh. Okay. Oh. Now we've got to consider what we think. We've been too polite. Go. It's all yours. I was just going to say, I think Ants is already that battle scene. I think it doesn't need anything else, really. I think it's already an epic battle scene. I don't think it needs to be restylized. I think that... Ants is fundamentally a left field film already. I think it's um, it's it goes against conventions of uh, nor- normal conventions in in stop motion, and I think that that that's why that's our main point as to why Frozen could benefit from from a like a reinvention is because it's just so it is so saturine and it is so sugar coated, and I think it could bring. I mean, I mean, there are dark and light elements in all. I think in all of Leica films, there's kind of the dark elements are not black and white. It's it's more of a gamut between light and dark. It's not like evil and good. Like there are certain characters in box trolls that switch from being good to evil and vice versa. And it's like, and in Frozen, it's just it's so black black and white. I think the whole script could be remade, even in in a kind of like a format. And um, yeah, I don't know. In terms of the style, I think I'm going to tag in John because I think he had a lot of ideas for the style. But that's my fundamentally, that's my point. I think that Ants was a left field film at the time, and Leica is now the only studio that can really, the only animation studio that's really competing with with Pixar and DreamWorks. Um, yeah, um, I mean, I mean, I think I, I think what I what I thought would be great because you know you have those kind of conventional Disney characters. Um, and it would straight away. It would just. It would just change that they wouldn't have. Yeah, that. that's. Yeah. It wouldn't have that conventional feel anymore. It would just be. It wouldn't. It wouldn't feel like a Disney movie. But um, no, I think Nick's. You know, made some good points there. So we'll. We will leave. Yeah, it. we'll leave that. We'll leave that um, now. Yeah, we'll, we'll. Thank you, guys, Josh. I had a final point, and now I've forgotten it. That's perfect Excellent. for this well. show. Um, ultimately. The, the question is, which movie would be most improved if remade by, remade by Leica? I think for the movie that it's trying to be, Frozen, the, the stylistic uh, elements brought on just inherently by being stop motion and made by Leica would hinder the, the appeal of the movie and it wouldn't have the same charm that Frozen relies on to get its audience. Ants uh, being so... St- it's... it's in, in the state it's currently in, it would benefit a reinvention, a reimagining, 
to... There are really good themes in Ants. I want to stress that most. They will be brought much more to the fore thanks to Leica's process in... And, and what, always what they try to achieve. They always try to achieve, as you said, that dark and light and the shades of grey. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, okay. Ding, I, ding, ding. I had another sentence, but if you're all right no, calling it there, no. that's fine. Okay, well, I've heard, I've heard all the points now. Right, so, okay, so, let's start off Frozen. Right, your first line, I'm going to make a point of, there is a million reasons why it would improve Frozen. Remake Frozen. No, there's a million reasons why you wouldn't improve or remake Frozen. Exactly. It's already <laughs> huge. I do like the idea of seeing the Leica, like, all the snow effects and the castle being built. I think that would just look so nice in all the snow, but ants... But ants, I'm just thinking, did you see Kubo and the Two Strings? Not yet, it? not yeah. yet, we haven't seen it not yet. yet. Okay, oh, oh um, okay. It looks great. Okay, I'll say it has the world's largest stop-motion animation model of all time in it. <laughs> standing at 16 feet tall. That was and 16 you're talk, you're feet tall? 16 feet tall. Ooh, wow. In the after credits, you see, like, you see the lots of them animating, of it. It, animating whatever it is. They did the and same kind of thing like, in all, Box like, Trolls. All the little, just all the ants going through the through the cave, and like how big that set would be in Leica. And and Rob mentioned the battle, and I was like, "My God, yes!" So it's going to ants, and ants needs improving anyway. That was the crux of my argument. That was the crux of my argument. Is that for the first Frozen time in forever, works. ants wins. <sighs> Robin, Robin, is a really good. I, I prefer I, Bugs Life, but but if you had a choice, go watch Bugs Life because it's, it's I would a better film. You know, I, I, I really hope that it gets remade. I would love to see Ants in it. In I I rewatched Ants um, this morning, basically, and it's much better than I remember. I will admit yeah. that now. It's much better than I remember. I was just such a massive Bugs Life fan as a kid. So oh, really? I, I couldn't. I couldn't compare the two myself um so uh yeah go listen I kind to of that had, podcast i kind of had rose-tinted glasses in that <laughs> uh, i think yeah i think a lot of people do probably yeah i yeah. think bugs life was genuinely the uh, was made more money but i think ants was a, a breakout film for dreamworks i think it when was, you when you, when you think it about excellent. it it was trying to follow up toy story so it was yeah it's going to fail where toy story was so yeah. good and then Bugs Life wasn't going to be as good as Toy Story. I think that's what it was. But yeah, yeah. no, but I, yeah, I mean, in terms of Ant, Bugs Life versus Ants. Oh yeah, definitely like, Ants. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, Bugs Life definitely manages a slightly more photorealistic effect. Yeah, than, yeah, than absolutely. Ants, yes. Ants feels much more cartoonish, even though they don't have the Disney eyes and stylized. And, yeah, yeah, it, it's much more stylized. Yeah, absolutely right. Cool. Cool. Whew. Should we take oh, a quick break? Quite yeah, yeah, quite yeah, yeah. Intense, isn't it? <laughs> this this gets like, so intense. Yeah. It really does. When me and Josh uh, fought each other, it went for a long time. Yeah. Very, very long time, didn't it, Josh? I think that's why we need two podcasts for it. So, um. That's no, cool, though. It's fun. It's fun. Oh, so yeah, that's the end of our show. This, oh, this yeah. is your show. Like, yeah, that's, we, should, we should do an outro. Sorry, we should do a quick outro. Okay, well, do you guys just want to say goodbye as well? Well, yeah, yeah, say goodbye and join us on our show for the second half of uh, Movie Fights. So, guys, you know where to contact us: screen screen one hundred and one dot podcast at gmail dot com. Um, we'll see you again next week. 
Um, it's goodbye from me. And join us um, on the Film Chums podcast for the remainder of this yep. show. So goodbye, guys, from me. Goodbye from John. Goodbye. And goodbye from the Film Chums. Bye. Goodbye. I was robbed. <laughs>